0: Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. This week I'm joined by a guest, uh, Philip Twyford, also known as the Curly Marketeer. Philip, you're so welcome.
1: Thank you so much, James. great to be here.
0: Uh, Before we get stuck into our conversation, let me give you a little background on Philip. Philip has worked in marketing for over 25 years. Out of his love of social media as a communication tool, he set up his own social media consultancy under the name The Curly Marketeer to help businesses grow an engaged audience and ultimately drive revenue. Through his work, Philip helps businesses with the challenges of social media, how to get started, how to align social media strategy with broader business strategy. And of course, the time involved in harnessing social media as a communication channel and as a way to develop brand awareness. And of course, I want to open here with full disclosure because Philip has worked with me in my business over the last 18 months. I have to say that he has assisted me enormously with my social media. Uh, strategy and he is the engineer of this podcast uh, with his expertise in all things technical which of course is not a strong point for me it's also nice that he's the first male guest i'm chatting with on my podcast as all the guests to date have been uh, have been women so philip you're more than welcome thank you for joining me for Mm. for this chat today
1: it's brilliant james yeah i'm delighted to be involved because obviously uh, as you kindly mentioned it's been a pleasure working with you for the last 18 months and it's i'm kind of in the background doing the editing and getting the podcast up so it is great to be here to be to be a guest and to be the first uh, the first male guest is an honor so thank you so much <laughs> i hope I, I hope i live up to expectations <laughs>
0: and, and and the high quality conversations that have gone before
1: oh wow yeah
0: see um, <laughs> um so you, your your whole career has been in marketing philip and yeah uh, and of course, you have the personal love for social media as well. But before we get into a chat and some tips to share, et cetera, what's a little bit about your, with your background? How did you get to this point? What's been your your career journey, as it were?
1: Yeah, like it's, it's interesting. Uh, as you mentioned, I've been kind of doing this for about 25 years. And um, when I went to college, uh, in my third year of college, you know, I just kind of, I just started, I just fell into marketing really, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I got a place in uh, the Dublin Business School um, for marketing. I just said, okay, all well, my friends are going to college. I might as well go and uh, mm-hmm. and study marketing. Uh, and then it was in my third year, um, the lecturer played a video of two kind of uh, client service directors in business suits and the super kind of cool kind of flashy car and the the briefcases, <laughs> and you know, the, uh, you know, the, the lunches, the extravagant lunches that were obviously, so uh, a
0: noble calling. it
1: there. was a noble calling <laughs> and I said, wow, they look super cool. And I want to go on lunches and, and have flash suits and stuff. And I said, that's what I want to be. You want to work in an ad agency, you know? Um, and I suppose just through perseverance, um, and some context that uh, that my my mom had, uh, I managed to get an interview with uh, Peter Owens Advertising, which was one of the big uh, advertising players, especially in the 90s. And the mm-hmm. beautiful kind of couple of Georgian buildings up there on Fitzwilliam uh, Place. And uh, I started at the very bottom. I started as a runner where literally, and, and this will just show you how far we've come. Like there was three houses, there was client service, there was creative, there was uh, the media. And I was essentially... Uh, was a runner there was uh, baskets in all of the offices so the managing director's office the client service director's office and the client service director might want to send a media plan like a, a printed piece of paper to the creative director who's in another house and who delivered that piece of paper it was myself there so you run, go <laughs> i would run up and down the stairs and and i literally did everything you know uh, and but i learned so much in that first year and then um a company called Dialogue. Um, run by Michael Killeen, uh, was one of the first proponents of direct marketing in the country. He actually took uh, one of the conference rooms uh, himself and his business partner, and I built up a relationship with Michael, and that got me my first sort of client service role in an agency. And I kind of, I suppose, over that next kind of four to 10-year period, I worked with uh, Michael in dialogue. I worked with um, Gary Brown, uh, who was running Target Market and Target Marketing at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was a fantastic time, you know, 12 years working in this kind of creative bubble. Um, but then I fancied a, a change and uh, I built up a very good relationship with a company called uh Tico, or as is known now, Tico Mailworks, uh, mm-hmm. run by Alex Piggott. And it was a totally different business. It was literally the production side of direct mail putting letters into envelopes. And uh that taught me how to cold call. I did dreaded cold calling on the phone.
0: Um, Gosh, that's never easy,
1: never easy. And it, it actually, it, I suppose it gave me a thick skin because I got so many rejections, you know, you know, people and, uh, but it taught me a, a number of key skills of, you know, interpersonal communication. Mm. Um, and also the, the, the proven ability of process being very mm. process driven, having a process, how you do stuff and all those skills that I've learned, um, you know, I brought into my own business. And I suppose, you know, during my, my tours as my, my, my end in, in Tico, I kind of did fall in love with social media. So the impact that it had, it was something I was using myself as a hobby and I went, got, got my diploma in digital marketing, but threw myself in and self-educated
0: mm-hmm.
1: and decided that maybe now's the time to, you know, use all the skills I have and learn on the go and make the jump and, uh, that was, uh, back in
0: 2017.
1: Okay. So, okay. Uh, th- so three years now doing, uh, the curly marketer.
0: Yeah. And still going, of course you'd have to explain to, uh, to listeners, where did the term curly marketer come? From. I,
1: I know. Yeah. It's uh, it's <laughs> definitely, I, I would love to say that it was a strategic, um, uh, ploy in my, to create a name that would always be remembered. Now I did, you know, to be totally honest, I did have curly hair, uh, at the time, I was trying to go for a Game of Thrones look, James. Right. I, I thought I was the new. Jersey. I remember. No, yeah, <laughs> but my wife actually said to me that I looked like like a hobo. So please get my hair <laughs> get my hair cut. You know, <laughs> so the hobo marketeer. The hobo marketeer. <laughs> but actually, the funny thing was, it was built on an actual on a on a premise that, you know, as you know well in your business and anyone that's kind of running a business, there's no such thing as uh, as everything that goes in a straight line or A to Z. You know, you know, business by its nature, and especially with the current situation with COVID-19, that's full of kind of twists and turns. You have to, to pivot, be nimble. And I suppose my kind of philosophy was take a curly approach, be able to pivot. You know, if one route doesn't work, try and pivot and go down a different route. Mm. And to be always be testing and trying different methodologies to see until you get the desired result. As okay. opposed to be, I can only go A to B and I'm not going to C. Etc.
0: Yeah, which is a bit more um, blinkered. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that with my client work as well. I mean, success is not a straight line. Mm. You know, even if that straight line is diagonal, it's usually a step forward, a step back. Yes. I like the phrase curly with that. Yeah. I was also smiling when you were speaking about your first job as a runner. Not only does that date us, because I yeah. can totally think <laughs> <be> that. <Yeah. laughs> but my, my one of my very first jobs, because I started in the insurance industry, was putting policy documents Inside envelopes. Wow. Yeah. Or matching names and addresses on documents with Mm. the names and addresses that were printed off on envelopes. Yes. And that was the job. Many paper cuts later, I moved (laughs) on to something else. (laughs) Yeah. But I always remember the manager at the time saying that, um. Uh, you know it's still a responsible job. Yes. Uh, you have to pay attention to it. Yeah. And uh, you know, with, with the with 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 doing that right, then mm. I could demonstrate responsibility and I moved on to something else. Yes. Yes. But but also there you touched on another valid point when it comes to career development or evolution. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. nothing is wasted. Yeah. Nothing is wasted in our in our history. Yeah. Um, you know, everything finds a home um for sure. So. Yeah. And tell me about the, the social media, obviously, in, in particular, because that obviously spoke to you. Yes. It's something that you obviously love, um, which makes working in a, in a field a lot uh, easier. Yes. What would be, give me um, a, a sense of, say, the services that you provide uh, or who your target clients
1: are? Certainly. Um, well, I, I've always pitched myself at um, entrepreneurs single business owners or small medium enterprises, you know, up to maybe between five and 10 employees, basically businesses that saw that there's a need to be on social media, but didn't have the uh, expertise in house and we're juggling so many other different balls in the air. So trying to generate new business, they need to do marketing. They're trying to do, keep accounts, uh, going customer relationship management. Um, and I kind of felt that I slotted in because I'm I'm nimble that way. Because I work for myself, uh, I can literally become the the social media manager, content creator for the business, yes. and give them the presence that they want without having to break the bank. Because, you know, there's some fantastic leading digital marketing agencies um, around the country, but, you know to to work with a lot of them because obviously the fact that they have staff and uh you know senior creative designers etc etc you need a you need budget for that uh, and i'm able mm-hmm. to be quite nimble and be budget friendly to a point um while still getting the same level of results to a certain point and i suppose i kind of sort of feel I i, I have the ability because of my the way i operate to kind of invest myself in the company's brand and uh, because yes. essentially I become their voice piece, you know, yes. uh, and, and that's a journey that we went on together, you know, yes. so that I had to really kind of understand, well, how would James speak? How would he write? You know, how would you respond? You know, if you yeah. were posting this, would it look like it's come from James, you know, and, and that's like that with all my other clients, you know, and you're trying to manage, really understand, you know, who the client is, what their brand is, what do they stand for, and also understand their customers as well. So there's yes. no disconnect, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a lot wider than just social media. One of the things that I always think well, it works for me and it works in in our working relationship is that your you you've now become key to my business strategy as well and it's you know before we worked together and I sort of knew it it was like oh gosh I need to send some tweets I need to shove something up on LinkedIn yes and it was like it was something I did when I had a bit of time or inclination to do it yes whereas now it's it's part of a wider engagement strategy. Yes. And, and for me, I often think you mentioned about different size businesses and budgets. Um, you know, on the surface level, I always think social media is a great leveler because mm-hmm. no matter the size of the business, if you're putting out a tweet, it's still a tweet you yes. know, yeah. or LinkedIn. And I suppose that leads to another question because social media, perhaps of all industries, is one that is constantly developing. There's always something new. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it can be hard to know, well, where should I be putting time and effort? What platform should I be on? Yes. You know, Should it be Twitter? Should it be LinkedIn? Should it be TikTok? Yeah. Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, 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 the Instagram, the, the list is ongoing. Yes. What would be some guidelines for maybe small businesses, entrepreneurs in that area based on your experience?
1: Yeah, like I've always, um, anybody that knows me will always know that I harp on with the same type of tune when it comes to this, would be is that you have to start everything really with a a bedded down documented strategy. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a strategic plan, that whether it's you as a solopreneur or it's you with a a team of five or 10 people, you have to really understand uh, a number of kind of key areas. You need to understand one, who is your target audience? Who is your customer? Uh, because, you know, if your customer is a, a 16 to 18 year old sports music fanatic, TikTok potentially could be the perfect channel for you to be on. Mm-hmm. But it certainly won't be LinkedIn. But no. if, you, if you're, you know, exactly, you know, <laughs> it, but, you know, and I suppose you need to as well understand as a business, well, what are our reasons for using social media? What are the objectives we want to get out of social media? Uh, because many businesses, you know exactly as you had alluded to. There are in a reactive sort of state where they yeah. kind of say, "Oh, our competitors—they all have a Facebook page. They're making loads of vlogs, etc." But I suppose I always kind of say, "Listen, if your customers are on Facebook or they're on a they're on a YouTube or they benefit from." text-based type content, then maybe a blog is the perfect tool for you. So because ultimately what you are trying to do through social is to, one, build an engaged community, build a rapport, show your thought leadership for a particular area, show your expertise. But you also need to understand why your business do, why your customers do business with you. Uh, what are their pain points, and I, I hate using jargon, but as well as what are the problems that yes. have and especially now where COVID 19 has presented so many different kind mm. of issues, you know is there, is there a further set of issues that have arisen for your customers that you have a solution for, and how best to communicate that so that would be always my number one thing to say to businesses, and it's something that I would do with the client from the start is you know yeah. drill down. You know, yeah and
0: and, uh, and that's that's marketing one oh one that's not yeah. to do with social media to yeah. some extent it's like know your, your customer segment your customer what platforms are they on what do they want what problems did they have yeah and, yeah and it's interesting in the in the current climate So let's speak more generally to to for for a little bit yeah. um what because uh, I have my view on this, but yeah. when COVID 19 hit, um, on one hand, there was so much more reliance on social media. Yes. Um, but then on the other hand, there was some, um, how would I say it? There was certainly a pivot that was required. Yes. How would, what, what's your take on it? Sort of six weeks, eight weeks into covid-19 and the role of social media and yeah. the and the changing role of social media
1: like certainly i think when covid-19 um sort of hit and we were into the first two weeks i mm. think there was a sense of shock among businesses you know sadly there was business that had to close especially businesses where human interaction is a pivotal part like you know hairdressers mm. you know the beauty industry etc uh, pubs restaurants then I think and I suppose there was a period of where businesses were, I suppose, going through a period of reflection uh, as as to, OK, we're in lockdown, we're doing all we can. Um, sadly, we have to close. We hope we see you soon. But I think now businesses are starting to kind of have turned a point where there's a sense of normality have come to the business community that we are now in this particular point. Uh, This is going to continue potentially till July, August, maybe September. Um, This is a new normal way of working. So now we have got to, uh, exactly as you said, pivot to a point whereby, okay, we either decide, which I'm starting to see many businesses are not thankfully, are trying to avoid is, right, we are closed for good now. Instead, we're now to look to how do we service our customers and present our solutions and offerings in a way that's both um, useful and required for the customer base, but also tactful and tactile for the situation that we're in. Um, And I think, you know, what I kind of would always say uh, to my clients and uh, what we have kind of worked through ourselves and what I've worked through with other clients was that there was a period of, I suppose, trying to help the wider community and fellow business owners to show that there was a community of other people, other business owners that knew what they were going through and they were there, you were there as a supportive arm. And I think that's a huge thing mm. that's come out of this is that collaboration uh new communities have been built, not just between businesses and their customers, but between businesses and other businesses. Whether they're like-minded businesses, you know, I've seen even competitors working together now to collaborate and bring forward a common solution that helps everybody. Um, and certainly I think it, you know the way I kind of view it now is is that I certainly kind of feel that we have now got to a point where people now respect and understand businesses have to try and go forward now and continue to offer services and solutions in order to survive through this this process. And it's almost like becoming expected that, you know, if you're a charity, you know, of course you're going to need to still have donations to do the fantastic work that you're doing. So mm-hmm. we know all your events are canceled. So we want to try and help you. And that's why there's so many, say, virtual events that are happening now. You know, we've seen it with the with the 5K tag you know, run 5k, tag 5p, donate 5 yes. euro. And people are doing those without having to be prompted because there is suddenly this kind of this um, community drive among local communities and the wider group where suddenly we realize that, you know, businesses need to support each other. And that you know, if a business is coming out with an innovative idea to be able to sell their services, you know, they're being embraced. So I think we've sort of gone from a point of where we were, sharing sort of positivity will get through this to suddenly now listen this is how we're going to deal with this particular crisis we have new offerings please support us you know Um it's still not this yeah cold yeah. hard sell if that makes sense but i i think uh no,
0: the, no. um, for sure yeah. i i think the um I think social media has facilitated really the, yep. the with the hashtag in this together. Yes, um, I think it's been the glue that has that has kept the the. I suppose it's been physical distance, but but social connection through social media. Yeah, um, I think also as you rightly say, it's after the 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 initial settling into a new normal, for want of a better phrase. Yeah that's when um, creativity bubbles away. And I'm constantly amazed by the creativity I see from um, uh, from organizations, from people, you know, reaching out in just different ways, whether yeah. that's to a community or whether that's to their customer. Yeah. Of course, you can also realize, or, or you can also see, and I cringe when I see it, um, you know, organizations, small, big organizations, um, small organizations, uh, where they've not changed their social media strategy to to reflect the new reality. It's like as if nothing happened. It's like yeah. they programmed their tweets in three months ago yeah. and they're just thrown yeah. out this, this sort yeah. of hard sell. It's yes. like, yeah. go away. It's, yeah. it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. And, and thankfully, maybe, because I'm a bit clued in, you know, within the first 24 hours, we sort of said whatever scheduled has to be stopped because it's no mm. longer relevant. Yeah, you know, if if people are really, you know, in survival mode, the last thing they need is you know five tips on something that I yeah yeah. Um, yeah and and it's also interesting because it's something that is um, I think it's certainly very relevant for me, but also for for probably most business owners, and it's something that I'm actually working on blog wise at the minute. Is is it gets you to pare down to you know, well, what business are you really in? Like, what service yeah. are you providing? Yes. Um, and their basic questions It's like back to marketing 101. But yeah. it's almost like when stuff is pared back, yeah. you're getting back to the essence of what it is you're 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 trying to do and where you're adding value. I mean, yeah. that's ultimately it. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. am I adding value here? Exactly,
1: yeah. And, but- and
0: that's an interesting space.
1: No, I totally agree. Like, uh, like there is a misnomer that social media is like the the golden bullet or that it's the the B end and all. But exactly as you said, you know, what certainly I think a lot of people will realize suddenly out of COVID-19 is that, you know, having a community, a network you know, fi- you know, that sort of that personal one to one engagement, you can't physically have it. But, you know, this is why we're seeing platforms like Zoom explode, because yep. people are want to meet virtually. Um, we're doing, you know, we do our own kind of virtual kind of meetings now through Zoom, so mm-hmm. we can see each other, because I think, you know, that physical bit to see someone engaged from the the visual cues is, is so important. And I think as well, I think what a lot of businesses are suddenly realising is that, with social media, and this is how I believe businesses need to utilise social media is you have to put that kind of that human authenticity back in mm-hmm. because, you know, if you are putting out tweets that have literally just no relevance to what your audience is going through. Uh, um, will bring them no benefit, does not have any sort of kind of emotive kind of pull onto what they might be going through. It's just going to fall flat. So you really need to know who your audience is so that you can talk to them, talk to their fears. How can you help? How can you be a support? How is what you're offering is going to solve their problems? But speak them into, in a language that that's, uh, will resonate with them, that will understand. Yes. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. And the companies that are doing this are the ones that are going to be successful, you know, um, like there's a, I don't know if you've heard, there's a company up in Galway, uh called Mr. Waffle, I think it is. Okay. Um, and they're part of a bigger, a bigger group, uh, but they've been using social media to document how they, even though their restaurant is closed, their owner has been essentially, I think they've done about 5,000 meals now and brought right. them to the, to the, the health workers and the doctors and nurses working in the Galway hospital Mm -hmm. and they documented their story through social media and not one piece of sort of you know when we're open come into the restaurant and get it it has just been purely them how they're basically supporting you know and using the hashtag in this together and supporting heroes without you know don't need capes and it's got huge traction and their brand has escalated Brilliantly, and it's done so authentically in a huge that's, amount. Of- that's
0: the key part. That's the key. It's yeah. done authentically. I think if something like that is attempted as a pure business strategy, it it will yeah. fall that there's yeah there isn't the the substance to it yeah. Um, yeah and you know let the brand awareness let the future business be the byproduct of what yeah. it really a demonstration of that company or that business yeah. owners values yeah, yeah. Um, I often think at times of crisis and this is putting my coaching and hat back on mm. you know you, you you see the best and you see the worst in people yeah um, based on where they're at and their knowledge and self-awareness etc and thankfully most of what I certainly see is the best in people but maybe yes. that's what I'm tuned to look for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I ignore the rest yeah but um you know and, and because this is so real and immediate we're in it it's almost like if we could take some time out and look at the the trends and the strategy and what's working but I mean that's with the benefit of hindsight then. Absol- absolutely, absolutely yeah. which you know it's like we'll give a new meaning to the term you know yeah. 2020 vision yeah,
1: I <laughs> yeah. no I, yeah. I'd, I'd agree yeah. yeah yeah
0: what is uh what is your if you had to call it, Philip? What, what what's your favorite social media channel out of them all?
1: Yeah, like like I do have a soft spot for LinkedIn. I must admit, um, just because of the impact of say where I've done, I would do a lot of videos on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of social media explainers. The the type of people that frequent there, which are business owners, um, because primarily I tend to work with business B two B type companies. Yes, um, but I. My second love, which is slowly but surely potentially becoming my first love, is YouTube. Um, Okay. I'm starting to do a deep dive on YouTube, uh, trying to learn about the algorithm, how to, you know, what tools to use, uh, and um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, And, like, so far, you know, one of my videos that I tested what I've learned has we're nearly up to 1100 views on it uh, okay. with, with lots of engagement. Um, and I suppose the reason why I love you, I'm starting to love YouTube and the element of LinkedIn is because I love video. Mm-hmm. I love being on video. I love making video um, editing. And you know, we've done lots of videos together and I mm-hmm. enjoy that process. And I think video, as a trend, will be there that every business really needs to embrace, and I think for many businesses, getting over stage fright with video, I think, will start to get easier because a lot of people are doing the Zoom calls, yeah, sort that's of, true. and sort of being on a, a video type scenario. And I would always say to people, you know, what's great about a video is that it gets your your brand aco- uh, your brand across. From the human aspect, because people mm-hmm. can see you, they can see your mannerisms. Uh, they can put a face to the name, um, and it also gives you, as a business, a wonderful way to showcase. You know how you operate your staff members. You know the, what happens in the background. So it's putting that human element on. On the brand and i think that's what people now have started to see which is so powerful from the covid period is that people yes. now having missing people now want to see people and they want to see how authentic a brand is you know do they really do what they say they do
0: yeah yeah and i think you're right i mean obviously i'm well used to speaking because i speak professionally but even yes. Yeah, and I've probably gotten used to it now. I have to say, I know Brian will say to me, "Do you never get fed?" you never get fed up now, just looking at your But it has to be edited, you know. It has to be approved. But the um, 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 but but again, it's part of that authenticity. It's like mm. it's there, it's real, it's visual, and of course, so much of the world is visual. you yes. know? It's, yeah, it's what we see. Yeah. Um and it gets to the heart of it, and I and I do think it's. I suppose for many people, it's still outside of comfort zone, um, yeah. um, and and it also sits with emotional intelligence as mm-hmm. well. and But yes. I hadn't I haven't really thought of YouTube. I have to say, I know for me. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the most impactful one because most of my clients are business professional people, and yes. that's the platform they're on. Yeah. And of course, it is interesting when I think it's scheduled shortly. Is it stories on LinkedIn? I saw something on that recently. Yeah, um, there's a which few. Will keep uh, a visual. Of
1: yeah, yeah. There's a few things being rolled out. Uh, like LinkedIn Live is being rolled yes. out slowly. Um, there is another one that's going to be. Um, uh, I think it's LinkedIn events. I think it might be called, which could be okay. quite inter- could be quite interesting. But, but, but LinkedIn once again, you know, has evolved to the point where it's no longer this sort of this CV channel. It's become That's, a real yeah. enriched place to share your your thought leadership, engage with others, you know, um, from a business professional, and to start to kind of build that engaged community. Uh, and I think there's still some kinks in the LinkedIn. Platform, you know, to iron mm-hmm. out. But because Twitter was the very first channel I started on, and I sort of kind of have moved away somewhat from Twitter because I just see so much kind of vitriol and poison, you know, in the way of tweets. Well, you...
0: black I mean, I don't see any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> probably, one, shame on you if I see it twice. Shame on you not deleting it and blocking it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's just because I'm quite mercenary. I think, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. The, the other one, of course, that I find of all the platforms that I'm personally spending the most time on, which is yeah. interesting, is Instagram. Instagram, yeah, um, yeah. And for for me, it, that goes of all of them. I think it goes to the the heart of the individual. You yeah. know, if I think of the people I'm following, they're sort of people I like, there's stuff I'm interested in. It's yes. much more human. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 that's that wasn't the case until recently but it's like mm. that's the that's the app and perhaps opening up more frequently when you were speaking a little while ago there philip about sense of community mm. of course i i i know and it'd be great for you to give listeners details on this you do your own weekly rate is it a weekly radio program
1: yeah we have a it's yeah. a weekly radio and a weekly podcast um okay it myself and my co-host uh emir duffy of fit social mm-hmm. media we have a the um, Let's Get Social uh, radio show on Dublin South FM, which is 93.9. It happens actually uh, every Wednesday at uh, Half Five. And uh, the concept was really that we wanted to present a social media show that was both lighthearted, fun, engaging, but also gave listeners uh, a number of kind of nuggets and easy takeaways in relation Mm -hmm. to social media, rather than kind of give them a load of, you know, jargon, and high-end tactics that, unless they were actually skilled in social media or doing it every day, would make no sense. Um, and like yourself, we have moved on to having guests now from a social media context on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's going great. You know, I think uh, like one of our USPs is I tell uh, an awful joke on social media, <laughs> so, but they've gone down really well. You know, so uh, right, so, uh, and then essentially. When that show goes out on the Wednesday, I, I upload it to the, the podcast. And the podcast name is The Let's Get Social Show. And it's on okay. I'd iTunes, Spotify, and it's also on Dublin, South of M. Okay, and, great. Uh, so, so definitely. And, um,
0: whilst In case we forget, although we'll recap it at the end, the, uh, your website, Philip, for people to find out more about you.
1: Yeah, sure. It's just uh, the normal www.thecurlymarketer.com.
0: Great. Um if you think ahead, because of course, you know, you social media constantly evolving, always something new, yeah. Uh, which keeps it exciting for someone like me, where that is not my forte, let's say, although yes. I'm probably better at it than I think I am. The, absolutely um,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> the um I sometimes get overwhelmed with the latest new thing and they go, should yeah. I be on this? Or not thankful for you to turn to. But the um uh it's constantly growing, adapting, evolving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is your own, say, longer term goals or, you know, three, four years into your own business? What's yeah. What would you like to see happening for you over the next little while?
1: Like certainly, you know, a passion of mine has always been on the, the content creation side and particularly the, the video side. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I certainly... I'm trying to plan that, getting more involved on that video side, uh, you know, uh, from both my equipment that I'm using to the type of editing software that I'm using. Um, But I still love the one-to-one engagement with a client, you know, and really drilling down on their business to understand how that works. But I know the way I want to go, I I can't see myself uh, ever having a situation where I say maybe have a... Uh, employees, as such, mm-hmm. because I enjoy i suppose the ability to self manage but i I very much have always believed in having strategic partners yes that if I need to reach out um and I can see more and more of that happening you know and growing and as I kind of move into other areas uh particularly if it is a video site where maybe it's requiring very high-end sort of type of video editing that I have a strategic partner in that area, but able to package it and to be able to kind of say, listen, if you need this, I can work up the strategy and have a partner come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because the way I run the business since I started, I started off kind of small with maybe one or two strategic partners and now I have others and it it works well. It allows me to offer the services without having Mm -hmm. to obviously increase my overhead as such. Um, yes. You know, and I suppose long term, like I suppose one of my big goals that I put down is, uh, and I think i will be re- re-looking at all of your wonderful blog posts again that we have published, is is, <laughs> is speaking. Uh, right. You know, I'd love to headline a couple of social media events to and present myself because I haven't done that yet.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why not on that one, Philip, because you have a great Uh, communication skill which is not something everyone has and this is a generalism but we sort of know it and i've experienced it myself we can get some people who are really good technically great yeah you know but the ability to communicate maybe is not quite a strength for them you know it's the difference between being a skilled car driver and um, being a skilled driving instructor Mm -hmm. it's it's a different skill set and but as i see it you have Uh, both um thank you very much uh you know that's that hopefully will be an open door and the radio is only the first step it could be the tv program next yeah
1: you never know yeah who
0: knows yeah the um, uh, as we move towards close in our chat today um, um there's a few questions i always ask people who come on just to maybe give a uh, an insight into themselves, their personality, what's important to them. So this is like a few quick fire yeah, questions. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Um, what's your most cherished possession, Philip?
1: I have to say, uh, I've never been one for sentiment, but I, I must admit, uh, to be 100% honest, it is my mobile.
0: Okay. It is my okay. mobile,
1: and, I, and I'll very quickly tell you why. Um, it's, it's, it's the tool that allows me to be a creator, a communicator, Stay in touch with very close friends who are in australia mm-hmm. um and also to um to read uh, yes. i do all my my reading through the the Kindle and uh right. Um, so it just allows me to do so many things that I'm passionate for, you know, or are passionate about. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's my a, tool,
0: a tool of trade. It is gas when you think yeah. about it, like, you know, yeah. 30 years ago, it is Star Trek technology. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of reading, what is, yeah. what is it that you're currently reading or learning?
1: Yeah, I'm because I, I sort of I don't know if you're like this, James, but I would kind of I would tend to say. During the morning or at times during the day where I'm in business focus, I will try and jump in and read uh, a business-oriented book. So I'm currently mm-hmm. reading uh, "Crushing YouTube" by Joseph Hogue. Okay, uh, I don't know that. Uh, uh, very good, yeah, yeah, a uh, very good book if you're interested in YouTube. And then at night, as a wind down, I, I suppose a typical kind of a, a I love. Um, all the Chris Ryan SAS type books, you know, I'm very okay. interested in sort of military. So I'm reading a, right. a book now by an author called James Deegan, who's an ex military serving SAS guy called Once a Pilgrim. So that's a, a oh. very interesting, so a completely different, you know, kind of uh, genre. Um, But I just re- nice to
0: have the balance, but yeah, I'm the same. I mean, there's usually at least two books on the go, depending yeah. on the mood I'm, I'm in. At exactly. least two. Exactly. <laughs> Any, um, any advice you would send back to your younger self, your twenty-year-old self, from this place of experience and wisdom?
1: Yeah, very much. So um, I think it was Richard Branson who said it. It was that um, say yes to everything, even if you can't do it, and then learn how to do it when you're on the job. And, okay. Um, and that's something that I would always say to business owners is that you know be constantly self-learning because yes. you know a, a classic case in point when you. Round me up that time Philip uh, and this was 18 months ago Philip I want to launch a podcast can we do it yes James (laughs) yes yes we can oh god how do we do it (laughs)
0: that's a bit like now now you tell me that's a bit like um, I heard yesterday on some podcast it's like you know saying yes like jumping off a cliff yeah. And figuring out how to build the plane on the way there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's, and I suppose that's the way social media is because anyone that says they're an expert is, is is pulling the wool because it changes so quickly. You know, yeah, we've all suddenly had to learn how to do Zoom. You know, we all yes. had to learn how to record through Zoom. How do you do a webinar through Zoom? How do you create an ebook? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I suppose that's very much. it. I, I basically try and be optimistic. to say, Yes, I don't know how to do it right now, but, you know, give me a bit of time. I will teach yeah, myself. It's,
0: it's figure out if that's yeah, a word. Exactly, yes. Last, last little question, Philip. If you had a motto, what might it be? A motto or a quote?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, my dad, Lord me, he used to always say these two things, and they were sort of like shortened from Rudyard Kipling quotes. Uh, right. The first thing was, you know, always keep your head when everyone else around you is losing theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he used to always say in preface to that was that because he was very my, very like me very calm you know and uh, mm-hmm. to try and kind of when a problem arises or an issue has arisen rather than certainly blowing your top which is not going to solve take a mm-hmm. deep breath look at the problem you know with a as calm a head as you can because generally in that kind of sense of calmness the solution or the pivot or the next direction will happen um and then the the second one which once again he used to always say to me because this was his approach was um always be able to walk among kings and queens but never lose the common touch and Mm. what he what he always taught me was is that you know yes uh, in a business context you know uh, you've every right to walk with ceos and you know global uh, leadership Mm -hmm. experts but you know the person who maybe is making the tea or it's it's the cleaner or maybe as he was he was the uh he was an electrician you know Mm -hmm. give the same amount of courtesy and respect to those individuals as you would say um so that's very much the model i've always brought you know you know i i always kind of believe nice to be nice you know kind of treat people with respect and you know i'm a big believer in, in karma you know that things you know, yeah. you put good stuff out to the world; it will come back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, uh, completely agree. Um, uh, wisdom for the ages is that one for sure. Uh, Philip, thank you for um, for for joining me on this week's episode. It's um, nice. it's I've I've learned plenty, uh, just as I've learned plenty from our conversations, many conversations over the last eighteen months. Great. Um, Curly Marketeer is your website. Um, And uh, thank you again for for joining me. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. Um, This uh, episode, of course, is available on all platforms if you enjoy it. Um, perhaps give a rating or pass on a, a, a positive comment or maybe give details of the podcast to a friend or a colleague who might find it of benefit uh, more information of course is available on my website jamesweetman.com and as philip mentioned there there's been plenty of recent blogs um, all to do with managing ourselves through covid19 so thank you again for tuning in thanks to philip and uh, until next time